everybody. Welcome to Talking Animation, where we each month like to talk about an obscure indie, uh, lesser known uh, animated film, and we like to give it its praises, and it's really fun. I'm excited to talk about this very special movie today. Uh, we are talking about Wolf Children by Mamoru Sada, and Stanford is here as usual. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Good, how are you? I'm great. I'm so excited to talk with you about this movie. Yes, uh, we are. Wolf Children is a very special film. I actually saw it for the first time last year as uh, part of my Blind Spot series. It was when I was catching up on, and I had been told by my friend Roland Smith, who is great, uh, that it, it was his favorite movie, and so he really hyped me up to get ready to see it. <laughs> and, nice. Yeah. Well, I was. I've been anxious to know about where you know, where you heard, you know <laughs> how you heard about it. And, yes. Yeah. How you were introduced to it. Yeah, he recommended it, and he said that it's it made him cry and that he loved it, and and uh, so I watched it, and I just absolutely adored it. I think I gave it a perfect score on a on my review. Uh, it's it's a absolutely beautiful film, and what we're going to do, we're excited. We've already covered Summer Wars on obscure animation on this series and so we'll put a link down to that episode if you want to listen to it which is a more memoir Husada's uh kind of record ralph breaks the internet film yeah this is, this is ralph breaks the internet <laughs> yeah, which is really good and you get to you see more of that in his movie bell which i've reviewed over on my yes. site uh, I loved i'm excited it. to see bell yeah. So good. And we're going to talk about that in January for this series. And then we'll talk about the girl up through time in February. So we're going to have a little Mamoru Hosada's yes. uh, love fest. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm excited about it. <laughs> yes. And it was so cool at animation is film this year. Uh, they screened bell. It was an incredible experience. And Mamoru Hosada was there and he introduced Ooh. the film. Which, and I mean, Rachel. Panel. It I was mean, so come cool. On. That is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was just yeah. nerding out about it from afar, <laughs> just like, what? Yeah, it was so cool, not only to hear from him, but just to be in a theater where everyone was so primed and so excited. Yeah. And, uh, so that was a and very I special. I really appreciate, mm -hmm. you know, the art, right? Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. Exactly. And uh, so you had, have you ever seen this before? No, I haven't even heard yeah. of it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so I'm, I'm a newbie, all this, all this, uh, anime, you know, I learned from, I learned about it from you, Rach. Uh, <laughs> yes. And so, um, you know, of course we watched summer wars and which got me interested in his, mm -hmm. his, uh, work. Um, and then, you know, I'm so glad we're going to be watching yeah. these. Yeah. This was, this was the first time I had heard of this film. He is just such a great director. Oh, I absolutely. I said on Twitter today, I think I like Hosada as much as I like Miyazaki. I Miyazaki's made more movies, so it's it's a maybe not a fair comparison. Uh but the ones I've seen are just so full of heart, so lovely, so well animated uh that I think they are at least on the same level. I really do. Yeah. They uh, they're definitely up there. I agree. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, with artistry and emotion, and uh, you know, creativity. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, every yeah, it's the yeah. excellent director, excellent studio. Mm -hmm. And in fact, some of the backgrounds were, were I thought were 
particularly when they were in the country, are very Ghibli-esque, Studio yeah. Ghibli-esque, you know. And I mean that as a compliment. Yeah, you know, well, yeah. Uh, and I think this one, even more than some of his others, feels kind of Ghibli-esque. Uh-huh. Because I think, because it is set in the country, it has a female lead character. It, it, I mean, so does Belle when you see, when you get to see that. But uh, that character is a little bit older than a typical Ghibli character. I mean, I guess she is in this too as well, but there's the little girl in this. Yes. Um, but yeah, basically the... The plot for this movie is you have this woman who is uh, falls in love with a wolfman uh, type character. Yeah. <laughs> and she ends up having two children and then he passes away and she's she's ends up having to raise these two children's uh, slash pups. <laughs> And all the challenges that that incurs. And there is not a plot heavy movie. No. Uh, it's kind of a fly on the wall almost. Uh, you're watching this woman raise these these yeah, children. You've seen this over a, over kind of like a, what, 10, 12 year period mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really a testament to the hard work it is to be a mother. Mm-hmm. And the just the incredible power of a mother's love is, is the main sort of theme of the movie. Yeah. Which I think is really beautiful. And, and he said, uh, said on Wikipedia, said one of Hosada's uh, motivations for working on this film was that people around him had started raising children and he saw them shining as they became parents, which is very sweet. That's a wonderful way to say it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Because you watch it, and I mean, because we're both single, and we watch it, and you're like, oh my gosh. Right. You can't re- <laughs> I, I, I just was thinking, I mean, this no one works harder in life than the mother in this movie. Yeah. I mean, she is an amazing <laughs> character, you know, the way she, the way she's portrayed. I mean, just mm-hmm. trial after trial after trial, and she just perseveres, and I just think, wow, can I tap into her energy? I mean, she's just amazing. She's yeah. an amazing character. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, just works so hard, so loves hard. her children so much, and and yet you feel that like slight sense of of distance, like that she can never be, never completely understand them because they are different, mm-hmm. you know. And her sort of frustration when she thanks the the wolf at the um at the zoo, and then at also the, at the yeah. um the sensei, the the wolf, mm-hmm. when she thanks him, that is such a it's such a lovely moment. Yeah, it really is. And I don't think this is a flaw, but uh, with the character, you know, we're focusing on the character of the yeah. mother. So the, the beginning, you know, we meet her and she's, and she's at a university and she sees this dude from afar and he's in his human form. And we don't find out until a little bit after they have kind of established a relationship that like, Oh, by the way, you know, I'm a wolf man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're in bed together yeah and uh and she's still she's like oh okay which is like she thinks about it she's like okay and i think in a way for me and maybe it's just i don't wish to be approved or anything but i was just thinking was that a good life decision was that a good life choice that she made <laughs> to have a sexual relationship with this man <laughs> who's with this wolf man <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, I I, I, I would have probably I taken some 
pause at least to consider. What does she take? Like 10 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he, he says, you deserve to see me for what I am. And, uh, and then uh, we get this long sort of montage of their love and their relationship. Yeah, I mean, they, they clearly love each other and, you know, they move in together and, and, uh, you know, cause I think in a way, isn't he technically, he's homeless, right? Because he just lives out on the, he can just live outside, right? He yeah. And wolf I, and... I have to say, when I was watching this, I was thinking, this is a, such a better twilight better than twilight this is a better twilight it's the same similar story basically (laughs) yeah it's twilight but good right (laughs) (laughs) i guess there's not like a love triangle going on in any way but uh (laughs) i know right but uh still uh, it's you know it's interesting and that's what of course propels propels the story it's also narrated by the daughter and she says that this was her beloved her, you know, her great love. And so, yeah, you do kind of have to buy into that overall sort of love at first sight kind of narrative right. going on here. Right. Because clearly that's that's what it is. It's kind of this love at first sight of this. And she sees, he's, he sits in the, he's sitting in one of her classes, you know, mm-hmm. at school. And, and, and then she kind of follows him and they get, you know, then they get to know each other. And, yeah. It makes you wonder, what was he doing going to college? Yeah. <laughs> What's he doing? I thought that was really interesting. Interesting. I guess clearly trying to expand his mind or figure, you know, figure stuff out. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. And supposedly he's the only one left to carry both wolf and human blood in his veins at the the time. Yeah. So then, of course, then his children would be. And they never really make it seem like there's any kind of real deficit to being half and half. No, they don't. They didn't. Yeah. He seem, they seem to be able to equally function in the wolf world and pretty much in the human world. And they like, can choose, really, for the most part, when they can mm-hmm. change. Yeah. And there's something happens a little later on, which is more provoked, right? But uh, still, they've got a lot of, you know, and so that kind of is a little different than kind of the wolfman, like the universal monsters you know wolfman kind of thing where yeah full moon, just a time you thing, know right? <laughs> yeah where i guess where a werewolf right where it's yeah all these different conditions have to be in place in order for it to to happen yeah so you wouldn't want to be in like alaska where the sun's bright for <laughs> 20 hours a day right but, <laughs> so the big, one of the big questions i have for you rachel those two is why so, you know, she's got these two kids and he leaves her. He leaves her. Yes. And I don't I don't understand that. I mean, I guess I do, he, but I don't. Wasn't he just going was he going he wasn't leaving her permanently though, right? I, well, I, that's what I, that's what I it seemed to me that he was leaving her permanently because of, you know, he left his wallet. He left those you know that food and then he, like he left a note. Didn't he leave a note? I don't remember about the note. Maybe he did. Uh, but, but yeah, I, th- I was thinking he was just going to get food or something. I think. But, he but you're right. He did leave his. Um, he left his, her. It was wallet. Yeah. And, and he left. I mean, he left his family and, and, and it wasn't really clear. And I just thought, dude, what are you doing? You know? Yeah. Because he says, what will she grow up to be? Whatever she wants. I just hope she's happy. That's my wish for her. 
Uh, and then she finds him. They, she sees him in the river. Oh, that was so sad. So sad. <laughs> oh, devastating. I mean, in a way, I was happy she had closure. Yeah, but I guess I he how just horrible because he was in, be... he was in wolf form when you know. Yeah, for when wolf, he, when... wolf form. Yeah. I, I maybe he just needed to be a wolf or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I wonder, and which is the kind of a uh, foreshadowing of what happens later on too, which we'll, mm-hmm. which we know we'll get to. But yeah, it'd be interesting to know in this world when, uh, when uh, Yaki and um, what's the boy's name? Uh, see, Sohei. Yeah. When they end up having children, does does it get diluted at all? <laughs> when it goes right. down the line, right? Or does it? Is it just the same? It seems is like it maybe it's be... just the same. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it's interesting that one of the children wanted to embrace being a wolf, and one of them wanted to embrace being. Well, human. see, I thought that was interesting too, and I felt like you know the son was really following in a way his father. Mm-hmm. You know because his father seemed to embrace them or even though he was also able to and you don't know at what point didn't he describe it a little bit at one point it was kind of more as an adult he decided to you know get a job and you know try to try to be a more in human form than in wolf form well so when when she is running after him and he ends up she has that moment with the husband yeah um, the re the reunification and he says that Ame knows where he is supposed to be. Yeah. And she she thinks I have more to teach you because you're only ten, but ten in wolf but years. Ten in wolf old. years, he's an adult, yeah. Ah. <laughs> Heartbreak. Um, so then after he, she sees knows that he has died, uh then uh she's trying to raise the kids. And uh, and says uh, wolves are people. We don't know how to be either. Uh, Mom had plenty of questions, but nobody to ask. And she's just she is just stuck on her own, not wanting to divulge what you know what's really going on with these kids. And yeah, and she's really an island because she is not able to really get help from anybody in raising these children because they're not in control of their powers. I guess, for lack of a better word. And so she's just kind of stuck in this lonely situation. Oh, I really felt, you know, you just, you just feel for her because here, you know, the plight of a single mother is hard to begin with, let alone when your children are half wolf and half human, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. And she has zero, yeah, you just said zero support system. She is on her own. Yeah. And like, even the, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, you know, interrupt. Say, like the scene where, She's trying to decide should she take him to the vet or take him to the oh, the hospital. Heartbreaking. That was the, the yeah, such an effective scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Are getting sick was a conundrum. A pediatrician or a vet. And so she figures it out. Uh, and and so she decides that she's going to move the family to the country. And they find this house that's far away from everybody. And in uh, horrible condition. Yeah, horrible condition. But but it's you know for steel, so she's able you know she's able to buy it and and then holy cow, this is again where I'm just thinking, okay, this character is amazing because she's making all those house repairs. You know, she's making the roof repairs every night and 
every day, you know, then seeing, yeah. you know, testing the leaks, the, you know, when it rains. So then I, <laughs> yeah. And I feel like you don't see that many single mother stories from anime or J- from uh, Japan. It sure much. seemed like a unique, again, I, I'm no expert, but this was definitely, a, I thought, a very unique yeah. story. I think so. Yeah. I I can't think of that many that you had anything like that. I mean, I guess in Totoro, you kind of have a single father, but the mother's, but the mother's, mother's just, sick. She's ill. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but it's unusual. And uh, she, she has this curmudgeonly neighbor. What did you think of the neighbor? Well, I was suspicious of the neighbor initially, but I, I thought he was a great character because he's a curmudgeon. But ultimately, he's the one who really helps the mother figures figure out the farming, you know, figure out how to cultivate this land and make really make it work. And uh, I so actually, I, I I quite liked the character initially. You know, I wasn't sure, but then he grew on me. What did you? Think? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he says we're all in this together, and and uh, you know, he's gruff about her trying to plant and her trying to be you know gardener and everything like that but i don't know he fit that whole sort of curmudgeonly archetype of uh like your grand tree you know or your kind of that oh kind of yeah exactly crawling and up that kind of a he's character. like yeah clint eastwood and i i thought that it was very sweet when uh She's reading to the kids and they say, why do wolves have to be the bad guys? I don't want to be a wolf. It was the um, Yuki that says oh. that. You the think stuff of- with the kids is heartbreaking for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you think of Little Red Riding Hood. Yeah. You know, and other stories. Where oh, yeah, absolutely. The the big bad wolf. And, and she says, I'm going to stick up for the wolves through thick and thin no matter what. So sweet. Yeah. So sweet and stressful. Oh, I <laughs> and know. They're like destroying the house. I'm like, ah. Oh, those two. I know. <laughs> that fight. That was, that fight is rough. I mean, it's, 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 it's critical. But so it's interesting. Yeah. Because again, these, the kids, as you, as you previously mentioned, they take this different paths. The oldest daughter decides she wants to stay in human, stay human and, and stay in school. And and the and the youngest and the boy doesn't want to go to school, and so mm-hmm. he he you know go goes into wolf form and gets finds a fox, right? This old fox he's refers to as a sensei, and uh, and he learns the way of the uh, of the woods from him. Yeah, and we don't see a lot of that, but I like I really liked how that was brought into the story, though, because I mean you know. They describe it and you know what's happening and they did there was a there's a, you know there's there's some good scenes up there i i at least i thought mm-hmm. you know we don't necessarily know i mean we know we get an idea what he's learning but not, i mean not like all of the stuff but you know that matters but still yeah i mean it's really interesting because as a mother you're gonna want to like say rescue your son from the river but then as a wolf like that's something he's built to do so that was an interesting scene, I think, that mm-hmm. he was just kind of, he was like, I'm fine. 
but you know, she's, she can't, she can't stop her instinct just like he can't stop his instinct. Yeah. And so yeah, that fight that those two siblings have at that one point where they're really the truth, they're truly trashing the house. They go into wolf, they go into wolf form and they're out of control. And that was heartbreaking to me too, because here this is the poor mother's trying to get them to stop and they can't and they won't. And they get really banged up too. You yeah. know, they they both really beat up beaten up after after that fight. Oof. Yeah, that really was. And in just her house, can you know, she's worked so hard on I it. I know. Like, ah. like, Don't trash this house. <laughs> um, well, and then at one point the the neighbors see Yuki as a wolf. And that whole scene was kind of funny. Yeah, that's funny. Because like, they think that it's a dog. Like, like she has yeah. a dog. <laughs> German Shepherd. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, they have, yeah, we they find out that Mr. Narasaki that had told everyone to look out for her. That she's the only one that has crops that weren't uh, picked out by animals. I was like, we wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> exactly i I have to say it did remind me of uh, when i was growing up uh, my my mom is an incredible gardener she loves to garden and we had this huge vegetable garden in our house in maryland and when my mom got pregnant uh with when i was a, a freshman in high school uh, my dad she had to be on bed rest and so my dad had to take over full uh, garden duties and <laughs> so he decided that he was going that it was going to be a great idea if we all ran a tomato stand on this you know like on the side of the road farm stand thing yeah and i was just like i mean here i'm a freshman in high school i'm like there's absolutely no way that i was going to be working at like <laughs> some stand like i mean if we had absolutely had to but we i knew we didn't you know and so yeah, I was like, that would be so embarrassing. I'm not do that. <laughs> and, but nevertheless, he persisted, and he planted something like 40 tomato plants in this garden. <laughs> oh wow! So he had so many so tomatoes. Many tomatoes. Yeah, and we were like canning tomatoes. We were doing all this stuff, and uh, and and then my because we weren't about to be at some stand or whatever. Yeah, and because <laughs> my dad's an entrepreneur, he's always thinking of kind of a, a great night the next great idea and uh and and so my sisters uh my younger sister and then my much younger sister who's it was i don't know five maybe at the time uh five or six and uh, went around uh with a uh a red wheel uh wagon and uh and gave away to the neighbors all these tomatoes. <laughs> and I don't know, we were working in the garden kind of reminded me of that. <laughs> it's so in the we, we had the stupid groundhogs would always uh oh, dear. Up in Menaces and yeah. it's the darn groundhogs, but um but anyway, it just reminded me of family gardening and I always be like, Why can't we just go to the the uh the farmer's market? Why do we have to do this? <laughs> I had to do <laughs> Yeah, because so. you know, I mean, the single mom, you know, in the movie, she she doesn't have a lot of money, so that she like needs to figure out this gardening thing because that's how the how they're gonna eat. Yeah. And uh um I just admired her tenacity, Rachel, mm-hmm. you know. 
But yeah, I also think of uh, my one well, my best one of my best friends from college. Her name's Raylene, and they have a um, family farm in Ohio uh, called Belvedere uh, Farms, and there's a pretty fun Instagram follow if you if you follow them. Uh, they they she, she she says the love of her life is a milk cow. She loves her milk cow so much, <laughs> and she's always talking about all the stuff that they can and grow and I'm, just oh, like, wow. I'm exhausted for you, <laughs> you. <laughs> it's so much work oh my yeah. gosh it just Great. looks like so much work such hard work too raising kids is so much work wow and you know and then here again here she is she's raising raising these kids under very difficult circumstances is having to keep up this home and farm yeah. You know, and, 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 and provide and provide the food in that way. Like, holy mm-hmm. smokes, this woman's amazing. Especially people who are doing it on their own. It's just unbelievable. Oh. I, I, I've, I've thought about it from time to time. Like if I, you know, whatever thing about like doing foster care or adoption or whatever, and, and huge props to anyone who does do that. Absolutely. But I just, I just don't know if I could do it by myself i mean i guess i probably could but yeah. i don't know if i would be i just feel like that would be so stressful oh I, amen. so stressful yeah Oof. i loved the scene though when they were all playing in the snow that's one of my favorites it's a beautiful scene isn't mm-hmm. it because yeah there's such freedom mm-hmm. in that and, and again it's like knowing the mother was smart i mean she knew that's what the kids needed you know is to be able to have that kind of freedom out in the country that they would never have had in the city yeah i love that love mm-hmm. it the animation is so beautiful in that yeah too. really good and then she they send yuki to school she really wants to go to school uh, she says i didn't know how girls were supposed to act i would be more graceful and ladylike even if it killed me uh, and then she says why do you want to act like someone you aren't which is interesting because I yeah. think that we all just to function a little bit, you have to act a little bit like someone you're not a little bit mm-hmm. like I, I just as a, I don't know, just an example off the top of my head. Like if I'm recording a podcast and I'm in kind of a bad mood, <laughs> which I'm not saying that's never happened. It has. I, I can't record that way. I have to, put on right. a happy face and make it sound good. And cause that's my job. Uh, and, uh, cause no one wants to listen to, to me being, you know, grumpy pants. And <laughs> so you have to put on a front. And I think that yeah. we all have to do that to some degree or another. Yeah, I agree. You know, and the mother I thought was so interesting in that she was teaching the kids. Like, so when, uh, the daughter goes to school, uh, what was that little statement she had learned racially is just the, that of, you can't turn into a wolf until you're home. You know, it's just like your kid, the classmates can't know that, you know, she's, she's a wolf. Yeah. And then we have this whole scene with, uh, with Yuki, uh, getting a dress, uh, that she makes for her. And this boy at school says, you know, why are you running away from me? That's, um, uh, what's his name? I keep forgetting his yeah, name. Yeah, I keep forgetting his name, too. <laughs> uh, Sohei. 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 Yeah. yeah. Why are you running away from me? 
And then Yuki punches him and turns into the wolf. And, uh, and yeah, it really hurts him. Really yeah, hurts his ear. Bloody ear. And his parents are really, really mad. And they, as you would be, I mean, if your child is bleeding, you'd yeah. be very upset. <laughs> yeah, it'd be very upsetting. And so they come in and they're upset. But uh, Sohei keeps her secrets and doesn't tell. So then uh, we have a scene where uh, Ame meets with Sensai, the wolf. And, uh, and then... Uh, I really just loved that whole animation sequence. Oh, me too. In the forest. Yeah. And this is actually when we get the fight is there. Uh, they fight the Yuki and Ami that you don't know what it's been like for me. And, okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Ame is worried about what the extra moisture was doing to the plants in the forest. And he, he says that Sensei is dying. And so someone's got to take Sensei's place as the guardian of the mountain. And this is when she's not ready to kind of give up. And uh, and you can totally, I mean, understand that when, he's, when it's your 10-year-old <laughs> going out and just being out in the forest in the rain and in the, you know, it, it makes sense why she's so upset. Yeah. Uh, the storm, and that's when Ame leaves, and Yuki is stuck at school in this storm. And, and <clears throat> somebody offers to, to give her a ride home, but she says, no, my mom's coming. So then Yuka, Yukai and Sohei are at the school, and they, I thought it was kind of funny. And they're like, what if nobody comes for us? I, and he's like, I could get a job. <laughs> <laughs> know, like, it was... It's just one night in the school. Kids. It was very funny. It was very and, cute. And uh, just kind of what, how you think like an elementary school conversation would go, right? Mm-hmm. You know, just yeah, with these kids. Yeah, I could yeah. get a job. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I thought probably one of the best lines of the whole movie is when uh, she says, I'm tired of feeling like a kid. Yeah. And then they say, me, you know, me too. And, and that is such a true line for a coming of age film. Like it's hard being mm-hmm. a kid and let alone a wolf kid. <laughs> right. I mean, I remember feeling that way. Like I just couldn't wait to yeah. be able to live my own life, to be able to make my own choices and to not be told what to do all the time. Yeah. It's very relatable, isn't it? Yes. I, and kudos to the filmmakers. I think, you know, cause that's, that's yeah, that scene could have gone in a lot of weird directions. Yes. Are just stupid. And it wasn't. It was poignant, you know. Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, they both feel the same way. And then uh, Yuki, right, feels comfortable enough to mm-hmm. to really share, like, yeah, you know, what happened. Like, I, I'm a wolf. I'm a wolf. And, I mean, and he saw it. You know, he saw her. And he stayed in the end. And he kept, you know, he, and he, yeah. still, he still kept the secret. But I was just so happy that she felt comfortable enough, finally, with another person that she could open up like that. Yeah, I did too. And, and I just related to it because the whole like surly teenager, uh, rebellious teenager is one of my least favorite archetypes. I do not really like that in movies. So this, but this kind of more tired, (laughs) sad kind of that I relate to more than the like angry version. Uh, that makes more sense to me. And so I, I just, I loved that line. I thought it was really good. 
And so then we have. Oh, uh, heartbreaking. And we get this next scene. Heartbreaking part. Yeah, where the mom is rushing after Ame and she falls down this hill. It was. It's like, oh no. I know. So here she is. She's, she's it's the, it's raining and she's climbing all over this mountain trying to find her son because I think she knows what he's gonna do and she's just not ready for him to leave. Yeah. And uh oh it's heartbreaking. Yeah, and he says, I live my life like a lone wolf, uh, that he wants to be a boxer kind of thing. And and he says, I, I wish I could tell people the truth, like it doesn't really terrify me. Um, and that's when uh, Yuki shows herself to so high. Yeah. And it says, all this time I knew, don't be afraid. I never told anyone and I'm never going to. You're safe. Didn't oh. you love how that was done too yes. with that curtain blowing? Yes. Oh, it was gorgeous. It was beautiful. And like, that's what like love really is. I think is like safety. Yeah, and, and people like weaponize that and use it like as far as control and protection and things like that. But when it's when it's right, uh, and when people when when it's right, it's really beautiful <clears throat> when you feel safe with somebody that you can be vulnerable with them. Uh, then then this is when we when the mother Hana sees uh, the wolf man back the father. Yes, and he tells her, "You've done a great job." And he says, uh, Ame knows where he is supposed to be. And so that was just a beautiful scene. That is one of the best animated scenes yeah. in the, the movie. Scenes like that, I love it when that happens in the movie. And, the, you know, when I know, you know, clearly she's, you know, she's passed out. But, he, I, you know, I, he's been looking out for her from his position. And, you know, even though he's dead, he's still, you know, his spirit's involved, right? And, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, I love I love that. I love that scene too. That was really a real knockout. Yeah, it was really good. And she says, you know, I have more to teach you. Don't go. That was devastating. And and then she finally, you know, kind of uh, admits, you know, he's right. You're where you belong. And uh, then uh, the um, you know says that mom remembers everything about that morning. In a single night, the whole world had been reborn. Yeah. And that is just an emotional scene when she has to say goodbye to her child. And, and I don't know why he can't like come and visit her. <laughs> well, I know. I don't know why. Well, yeah. Why well, can't come visit her either, but I guess he feels like he's, you know, he just has to really just embrace this other, yeah. this other part. But it's pointed. I think what he does is, you know, he turns into human form again with his mother who is, you know, since, passed out and is hurt from her fall that extreme fall she has right rolling down the mountain and he's able to carry her kind of almost like the edge of the forest right and then Mm -hmm. and then and then he takes off i thought that was that was a a beautiful touch Mm -hmm. to a very sad very sad poor portion of the film it's sad that all that she has of her husband is is his driver's license driver's license yeah, uh, be sad. I wouldn't want that piece to be my only photo. Yeah, <laughs> of me. exactly. And uh, and then Yuki goes away to a dormitory to. Yeah, she or, goes off to whatever the next school it is. Yeah, but she won't. She won't be living at home. 
Yeah, and she says, 12 years she spent raising us. The time had sped by as if in a fairy tale. In that moment, I knew I could go. She was fine. We were all fine. We all were. So, (laughs) yeah, I mean, it definitely makes you think back on the, like, when you went left home or when I left home. And, I mean, I was so excited, so ready (laughs) when I left home. Yeah. And then... I mean, my mom was pregnant when I left home, and so I was just so ready to not not be thinking about babies or dealing with all that. Yeah, and and uh, I didn't look back much, uh, but definitely when I when I left my for my mission was probably more emotional, and and definitely when I came back, that uh, I I definitely appreciated my family in a whole whole new way uh, after that experience of really having to basically cut ties for for t- basically two years that was very difficult a lot harder than i actually expected it to be mm-hmm. um, now they don't have it be as extreme disconnect as they used to now you can make phone calls and, <laughs> and stuff which i think helps a lot for I, both both the missionary and the family it would have definitely helped me a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, but I know for some people it's a distraction. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, I I remember that feeling of coming home and just how much it meant to me after being like completely severed for you know yeah. for two years. It was just a beautiful movie. I I loved it. I loved rewatching it. I. It, it's a powerful treatise on a mother's love. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's, you don't get to see that often. I mean, a lot of times in these coming of age movies, the mother is sort of portrayed as a semi villain. Right. And, uh, and because you're, you're, you have this you know, teenage protagonist who's you know, kind of going to see it that way. Um, and so this is a great movie to watch on like mother's day. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, I feel like this, I, the, the plot, it doesn't have like a ton of plots. So if they're people that that's a problem, then they wouldn't like it. But I feel like this is a pretty approachable anime movie. Would you agree? Or do you think oh, I would agree. No, I, I would agree. I, uh, I think it's, I think it's very approachable and, you know, it's got a real fantasy element in that, you know, with the kind of the wolf <laughs> human uh, thing going on. Mm-hmm. But it's done in such a humanistic way, uh, you know. Again, I just I just found it very compelling. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I really, again, you know, such extreme admiration for this this mother character, and then just so interesting. Just thinking of you know the dilemma, the challenge of of trying to raise these kids that 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 really so unique, and they got to be careful, right? <laughs> you know, there's so much, so much stuff. It's just handled. It's just handled so well. Very just great storytelling and really a beautiful film. I agree. I had some comments on my uh, Twitter. I put out to see what people thought about Yay. this movie, and uh, I had from uh, um, film critic William Bibiani. He says, "Wolf Children is one of the best movies of the 2010s. One of the best movies I've ever seen about parenting and coming of age. One of the best werewolf movies ever made. Pretty much a perfect movie." And then Chris the Magical, he says, well, ch- well, children, Wolf Children is the only movie that was so good that it made me throw up twice. Oh. <laughs> oh, sad. 
It's intense. Um, I mean, I can see why it could. It's, it's you know. It's intense. It's intense. Yeah. Uh, Weird Bun says, "College girl uh, and a dog. It gets st- stuck with the kids after he gets hit by a truck. A really, really, really good film." Um, then we have um, Lassie Voigt says, "It made me cry three times. Beautiful film, but so hard to watch for me." I wrote to my mom at right afterwards and told her that I love her. Yeah, exactly. You just want to give your mom a hug. Yeah. Just say thank you for everything. <laughs> Jules Folk says, love it. It's an emotional family film. A writer, Zach Hug, he says, a fan in that I saw in and was like, what an incredible soundtrack. I definitely cried. And that was that. Uh, yeah, it does have beautiful music, too. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. Um, yes. It you will love the music in bell it's unbelievable oh i can't wait i can't wait mm-hmm. um tamara's animation corner says heartwarming anime film uh santa mcdono says i just asked my younger sister and she said i liked it i didn't like the ending though i don't like stories where there's a tomboy girl who grows out of it by the end it's kind of sad it does a good job of showing how hard it is to be a single parent so that is, I think, a true point is that is that she does kind of grow out of it. But I feel like that's supposed to be sort of in contrast to her brother who picks the other path. Yeah. And I feel like it makes sense as a possibility for her character to make those choices. But I can see I can see what she's saying. Sure. Um, Ian Bolaklak says, fantastic film. It's my personal favorite from Hosada. Uh, Amir Matani says top tier film and one of my favorites brilliant filmmaking and great example of how character focused films can be very effective and why plot isn't necessarily that important. Uh, Jolyn Coyote says helped me solidify the idea of having my own family, which is very sweet. Oh, that is nice. Yeah. Um, Sailor Jaded says one of the most comforting movies for me. And then Studio Zippo says, one of my all-time favorite movies. Nice. I'd say in my top 50 animated films countdown that I did last year, I had a Wolf Children at 18. So okay. I'm yeah. Very high. Made, made yeah. <laughs> Rachel's top 20. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. Very good. So let us know if you're listening what you think of Wolf Children. Do you love it? Uh, let us know in the comments section. We'd love to hear what you have to say or on Twitter. And uh, we'll look forward to talking about Belle next month. It's going to be fun. Yes. <laughs> yes. And Stanford, how can people follow you? On Twitter, I'm at Stanford Clark. I have a movie podcast and blog at moviespastandpresent.com. And please follow me on Instagram. I'm at moviespap. As in past and present. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So please check that out. Make sure you like and like this video, subscribe to the channel. And if you are listening on, on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate that so much. And also make sure you're following the Hallmarkies podcast. Got lots of fun stuff going on over there as well. And uh, so thanks so much. This was so much fun to get to talk about. And uh, we'll talk to you all next month. Bye, everyone. Bye.